What's going on, y'all? It's your boy 1080G. This is the Unfocused and Focused Podcast. We are back once again. Got the boy Tastro in the building. What up, what up, what up? And Tastro, if you don't mind, go ahead and introduce our special guest for this evening. Yo, so first and foremost, I want to say that I have been trying to get this guest on the podcast for forever in a day. Forever in a day, y'all. Like, this has been like tooth and nail trying to get this significant person in my life just based on her energy and the the light that she has always brought from the, the first time that I met her. I Am I allowed to tell the story of how I first met you, Coach B? Is, is that okay with you? Okay. Wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Before you get into that, <laughs> you laid out the carpet. Let's welcome Coach B to the podcast. Coach B. Hey, 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 everyone. My name is Coach B, and I am. I'm glad to be here. Nice, nice. We are glad that you are here for sure. Tastro has been talking you up for a minute, so I'm glad you finally made it. Okay. Um, Tastro, I just wanted her to. Say something before you. You got to tell the whole story. We trying to introduce Coach B. I mean, yo, I was, I was, that was my way of trying to introduce her because of how I was introduced to her. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, so, um, I was a you know a gentleman working at at the time it was Go Vegetarian Restaurant, and this young lady, I noticed when I saw her in the line, she looked very, very disturbed, like very, like to the point of I could really like. Slap somebody for messing up my food right now, <laughs> and so when I seen this look, it was like, and you know how like when people are waiting for their food or whatever, they're looking at everybody in the back kitchen for the most part because they feel like peeking, everybody peeking back, yeah, like, like, responsible for this, yeah, right? exactly. I want to so, look you in your yo, eyes, yo. And so the look on face was like, yo, she could really hurt somebody right now. So I went to went up to her. Because I was a manager at the time at the spot, and I asked her what was exactly was wrong, and she told me what was wrong. And I went and I personally made sure that I actually fixed fixed the you know matter myself, and you know made sure that her food was correct. And we have been cool ever since. We have been it's been love ever since. She is a super dope individual to me. She's one of the only people that I've known as far as that when you when you talk about the the plant based lifestyle or the vegan lifestyle or whatever you want to you know make mention of, this is the only person that I know that has. Like this is not This was never a trend Or a fad for her She's been doing this Since she was a child Mm. I don't know of anybody That has been You know Vegan or plant based Since they were a child Everybody that I know For the most part They became You know this way When they got older You know Coach B Is this accurate information It is accurate information My mother um, Well I'm more so Talking about how angry You was when you was A (laughs) vegan Oh you know I, 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 I had the stank face were you about to really face. murder somebody? Because he, he, he made it seem like you had <laughs> Yo, a, listen, the that, look in your eye. I did. A, it was I a did. look. It was a look, I, man. I mean, how could you mess up a burger? It's not even about messing up a burger in that sense. It's, it's just really about messing up someone's food. That's so true. You just don't play with people's food. You don't. You don't play about their food. You don't. And, and Tastro, he recognized that because I'm sure he's been in a situation. Like, people can relate to that. Absolutely. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. You're right. That's You're dope. Right. Yeah, you know, so I, I, I tried it. 
I try, bro. I try to try to rectify it as quick as I can because I seen the look like, yo, this is not going to end I know, good. I know, man. Man. <laughs> I know that look. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is not going to end good. So it was like, man, I gotta, I gotta fix this somehow, some way. And and we've been rolling tight ever since then. I'm talking about someone that has really encouraged and really enlightened me in regards to how this health and wellness works. Like she's like, just the other day she was telling me I need more chlorophyll in my intake. In my regular day intake You know what I'm saying Like and she, and she was just On the FaceTime with me When she told me yeah. So it was like It's that deep for her Like she's that ingrained In this And so it's like When I have questions And such I will go and ask her Because she's a wealth Of knowledge I appreciate that Seriously Coming from you I really do appreciate that Because I think You know The people that we Surround ourselves with they need to have our back like that. Absolutely. Whether it's health and wellness, whether it's, I mean, even community, we need to have each other's back. So I appreciate that. Absolutely. Appreciate that. And, and, you know, so one day I actually trained, she's, she, you know, she's a personal trainer. And so she actually had me training with her. And I thought I was about to die. Like, <laughs> I mean, now granted, I work out myself, but it's like, you know, when somebody else is pushing you along, you kind of, Put a little ump, more umph into it, and I definitely felt myself putting a more a little more umph into it. And she's an animal, yo. She is a animal. But you did well that day. You came ready. I mean, I, I didn't. I I knew what I was dealing with when it came to you. I mean, G, he was like on ten. He was like, "All right, ma'am, let's go." I'm like, okay. Oh, 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 okay. I like Tasha. I worked out with him quite a few times. He he definitely gets it in. No matter how hard you push him, you know he's gonna do whatever he got to do to make it happen. Yo, I mean, I, yo, I, I, and then I guess another thing too, like you know, not trying to sound misogynistic or anything of that effect, but when you have a a, a woman that's pushing you along, you don't want to be looking like a slacker. I didn't, I didn't want to look like a slacker. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to look like a slacker in front of you, Coach B. So I actually asked you. I said, "Do you need some water?" You're like, "Nah, I'm good." <laughs> I was like. Okay, cause you look real thirsty. Okay. <laughs> Y'all was just trying to be macho that day, man. Ain't That's all that show was. No signs of weakness. <laughs> hey, man, your boy was tired though, bro. Your boy was tired. He did man. well though. He did well. That's what's up. He did so well. you push a lot of people. It sounds like you're a trainer. So how many clients would you say you have that you have to push like that on a daily basis? I don't have to really necessarily push. I encourage. Mm. You know, because when you come to me, you already know what needs to happen, what you need to do. I mean, just really, I mean, I applaud people that actually really physically do the work and come. And then you say to me, okay, here's what I want to do. I'm like, okay, well, if you want to do this, let's take baby steps and then we'll grow into that. Mm -hmm. So you guide them in a sense, because there are trainers out there and some people want that. You know, I'm I'm more so going to guide and motivate people mm -hmm. when i'm working out with them but then you got the trainers like come on <laughs> come on get off your ass you pussy <laughs> you know it's just like some people i've had clients you know where i guess they respond to that a little better that's not my my that's not my method of training that's not right. my way of motivating people you know it seems a lot <clears throat> seems a little counterproductive to you know try to talk down on somebody to build them up but mm -hmm. they say you got to break somebody down to build build, build them up sometimes you know that from uh, I was, that's all i was about to say in, uh, yeah the military like that's that's what they pretty much do the purpose of basic training is to break you down to build you up but, but i think i i think it all kinds of has a lot to do with the mentality too because some some people you either you have it or you don't you know what i'm saying either you you have it in your mind that you're going to not let this overcome you 
or you're just going to let it get the best of you. And so I think, you know, the, the purpose of, of, of a coach is to like, let you see what you already should already know. You know, it's, I think it's one of those things like you should already feel that way within, but the coach kind of brings it out of you. Absolutely. I, I agree with would that. You, would you say that? Yeah, safe? I agree with that. Because that's what you did for me. I know that firsthand. I was like, yo, I, I didn't like, at times I didn't think I could go harder than what I was going, but then I found myself going harder than what I was doing prior. And I feel like that has a lot to do with the it, you because you you were real subtle with your with your approach when it came to me too like I don't, you you're not the I don't see you being the let's go but you you, you you've never done that but like, if you in your routine if you could think back you were going hard with arms so let's train legs right now mm. let your arms rest and we can keep moving we can keep going mm-hmm. okay so that's how I train got you you know it's an all out. It's, it's effort, mm-hmm. but it's, it's strategic effort. You get what I'm saying? Because if we just, hey, we're just going to train arms today. Why? Why? Right. You know, so so I allowed your arms to rest. We train legs. When your legs rest, we train arms. So you kept going. That's why your fatigue was staggered in a way, and you could actually keep up with the workout. And I never even thought of that either. Yeah. Dope, dope. So... What's some of the biggest uh, success that you've had with a client before? Um, clients coming off of medication. Mm. You know, because when you think about statistics, you think about heart disease, you think about cancers, you think about like even just as far as like irritable bowel syndrome, you know, stuff like that. We don't even think about that being a disorder or a disease or an ailment, but it is. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people cannot eliminate properly right and so when you get people to feel better whether it's coming off medication whether it's eliminating properly whether it's you know eating what they need to be eating to feel good mm-hmm. then you always win nice you always win nice so I'm, I'm assuming you have other guy clients like Tastro I do do you ever uh, get any situations where the guy's like intimidated by the fact that you're you know just this in shape healthy uh female like some some guys you know they they get intimidated when they're around I'm gonna tell powerful you this. or stronger women I, I, I get it because when i first started training next year it'll be 24 years 24 years you've been training for 24 years yes sir wow wow so when i first started training i looked 12 for a long time and so people wouldn't trust me especially men so I had to be a certain way towards men in order for them to trust me. And so when they started trusting me, no, I'm not going to be over you, beating you down, calling you names or, you know, that that masculine energy. I, I didn't have it. Mm-hmm. So I had to really be strategic and plan the workout to be smart about it and go about it that way. And I had more male clients than I did women clients when I first started training. Got you. And so, so that- now it's, it's even now. But, yeah, I had more male clients. So that's not really a thing per se like guys actually respond a, a lot better to you than females do. so they maybe it's the females do. that, are, they actually that are, do. are the females the ones that are intimidated maybe we got it wrong i well true because i have clients that say okay okay coach i don't i don't want to go too hard i don't want to go too i'm like i got you I'm, mm-hmm. you're gonna be okay just let me take you somewhere where you haven't taken yourself mm. and then we can scale from there you know so let me ask you which uh certification do you have 
uh, or are you certified? I am certified. Well, I have a degree, a four-year degree in exercise science, and then I'm certified with the National Strength Conditioning Association as a certified strength condition specialist. So that means (laughs) that I can train athletes division one, division two. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. So I actually train and I'm not certified. Like Mm -hmm. I definitely uh, read up on training and Mm -hmm. and just the human body and Mm -hmm. health, uh, just, you know, everything that can help me to, to be in better shape and help, other people be mm-hmm. in better shape mm-hmm. um and I actually just recently took a personal training certification test ended up missing a passing score by uh just a few marks um which i plan to take it again and i'm not tripping because honestly i've trained a lot of people mm-hmm. who have never even asked you know they just because i'm into branding and content and um it's just a certain way i present myself so you know, they they like he's in shape, you know, he's got a logo, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> you know, it's just it's certain things like I, I understand psychologically how branding works. So I've been able to, you know, advance with personal training in ways that other people may not have been able to do without Absolutely. the certification. Absolutely. And I actually know people with certifications that ask me for tips, you know, and I'm just like, I'm thinking it should be the opposite, you know, so what? I guess my question to you is, um, what is one of your biggest um, suggestions for a trainer uh, trying to, you know, gain more clients, gain more trust with people that end up resulting in more clients? You know, what's is it is it the certification that'll do it, or like what what's the best suggestion Never. you can get to somebody like me that? wants to expand on their clientele. So I'll tell you what, there are actually over 200 certifications out there. Only eight are accredited. Wow. And so when you say accreditation, you it's a governing body that says, okay, these certifications are the best ones out there, most information, science, body, what have you. But as far as a person that, trainer like yourself that wants to gain access to more clients or a different type of clientele, just listen. People will tell you everything imaginable. Just listen. That's it. Just listen. That makes sense. I mean, just <clears throat> listen. Because someone will tell you, oh, you know, it's, I just, it's, it's so hard picking up my son. And, okay, so I need to help her feel better about picking up her son. Let's train this to help her pick up her son what's that motion and as soon as you help someone do something that they haven't done you have a client for life mm, that's deep i like that it makes so much sense you would think uh, a lot more trainers would be able to do that but i know from training people hearing feedback you know that they give me about other trainers <clears throat> you know that's actually something that i've been working on more just listening to the details mm-hmm. You know, because, for example, it was a guy, he um, tore a a few tendons in his knee. Like, uh, apparently, one of the last tendons he tore ended up having, uh, forcing him to have to get, like, reconstructive surgery. He had to get, Mm. like, a whole new knee. Mm -hmm. And um, he told me what led to that was he was training with this guy. He had already tore a few tendons, and, you know, he still was able to, you know, do his thing a little bit, but he explained to him what was wrong with his knee. 
and he said he had him doing like box jumps and you know just a lot of ballistic exercises that I, that would be the last thing I would recommend and he, you know he 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 felt good about it because he was like he was pushing me he actually appreciated that and I was like no you don't need to go to this guy again because you told him what was going on and he clearly didn't listen and and whether you believe it or not that's what led to your injury you know as mm -hmm. much as you might want to take the blame like oh my knee was already messed up like nah he could have prevented that and he could have helped you to get your uh more strength in your mm -hmm. knee you know, and I just hear other people, it's just like they train everybody exactly the same. They just like, like we saw earlier, yelling at them, yo, get yeah. up. You you know, just just talking crazy like like they're in the military or something. You know, when a lot of people, that sense, some people are sensitive, some people they want, you know, this, they want that, you know. But like you said, it's about listening, you know. Mm -hmm. That's something I'm definitely trying to work on more. So that's dope that you said that kind of reiterates you know some of the things that i was already thinking about so you don't think it's, it's so much the the uh certification it's more so listening and uh applying that knowledge to to help them get better right because once you listen to someone and they tell you something that you may not understand google is amazing yeah <laughs> you know i mean so i got my certification because i just wanted it I went to school, well, I went to school because my mother said go to school, but I went to school for exercise science because I wanted to know the ins and outs of how the body worked within exercise. Mm -hmm. And where'd you go to school? Georgia State. Georgia State, Georgia dope, State. dope. So are you from Atlanta? I am from Atlanta. Born She's a, and raised. a unicorn Born out and raised. Okay, so you're not a transplant, you ain't, come, you ain't originally come from New York or, because I'm from New York. No, you know, I'm I a know transplant. how to not get on 285. Uh, and I'm from North Carolina, you know, transplant. Okay, you don't get on Twitter. I know how to not. I know how to circumvent traffic. Got you. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. <laughs> so, growing up, was there a lot of traffic? Was it is, is traffic? Has that always been a thing in Atlanta? No. Or? No. That's something new. It's something new. It, 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 new. Well, define new because. Well, I I don't know. You had to really tell me because I know even back in two thousand. Uh, I guess it was 15 when I came out here. Okay. Um, I remember we came into Atlanta. It probably was about eight, nine o'clock. We was driving. It was traffic. Literally, my first time. Okay. okay. You know, we got clothes and all type of stuff in the back. You know, we just <laughs> sitting in traffic. Like that was our first experience moving to Atlanta. You know, so. So I, after the Olympics. Got you. So got 90, you. around 96. 96, 97, you got just you. had these people. I think some people stayed. Ah. Uh. Like, it was, It just grew and grew and grew. The housing market grew, grew, grew. I mean, apartments. Grew. You know, it, it was just, it was interesting. Wow. That's a hell of a life to live. You just visit somewhere for an event, and you're just like, you know what? Yeah, I think I'm, I just I'm, live I'm here. just stay. Right? <laughs> like, for the rest of my life. <laughs> but, nah, that's crazy, because... Um, you know, I'm I'm used to the traffic. Like coming from New York, is mm -hmm. always traffic. You know, I don't think anybody could pinpoint a time like, oh, it was the Olympics. You know, it's just like it's a city that never sleeps. So it's always been that way. But right. from what I hear about Atlanta, it, it changed over the years. It was it was more of a 
I guess a southern vibe that I I was used to growing up. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. more city, fast paced. Now it it wasn't always like that, right. right? Because the way it was told to me, the way it was told to me, and please, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, if you know, but Atlanta was a railroad stop. Yeah, the way yeah. it was told me, the history of Atlanta was a railroad stop. So just think about the hustle and bustle. So when you get off a railroad stop, somebody's trying to sell you something. Mm-hmm. Somebody's trying to hustle. So Atlanta. I think outside of the the New Yorks and the Chicago's and the DCs, I think Atlanta really became after the Olympics the hustle city. Mm, I really do. I, it became a hustle city because it's definitely every, a hustle your city. people stayed. I really do believe people actually stayed and got their hustle on. Everybody's Atlanta, hustling. the hustle city. Everybody I know. I don't know about you, Tasha. Everybody I know <laughs> in Atlanta is hustling hard. Yeah, you know, so that makes so much sense. But that's why I like it because in New York, you know, you go there without the right mindset, you will get hustled. You know, I can't. No, I I take that back. I did get hustled one time while I was in (laughs) Atlanta. I had went. One of my homies was staying at like the Marriott or some one of them hotels downtown. I went down there, had a you know pocket full of money or whatever, feeling good, had a few drinks. And there was a dude out there with the, um, and this is something you would see in New York too, but I was feeling lucky. The dude had the- uh, The cards? The cards. Like, oh man, you, know, he you was feel like, for that? And then oh. he, he switched from the cards. He was like, you know what? We'll try something different, man. You ain't, ain't working that out that well for that one. We're going to do something different. He did the one with the top. like the It was like a bottle top and it was like a little ball. <laughs> and he was like switching it around. And it, what got me was somebody had one you know, and they won like a significant amount, you know, and, and I waited around cause I was so tight how much money I lost. It wasn't that crazy. Well, to some people it's crazy, it's $300. <laughs> but this guy that won, I noticed cause I was hanging around cause I was just like tight. I didn't know if I was just gonna leave or if I was gonna whip this dude's ass cause I was just upset, you know, cause I could see what happened. But then with the ice on the cake, the dude that won the money was his homie. I, I seen oh, that. Oh man, they stayed. Oh, the wow. end. They hustled you but to yeah, the end. That, that happened here in Atlanta. So this is the mm. hustle city. Oh, if you yeah. don't have your mind right, you will get hustled. Just like, like what was that, Martin? He's like, everybody's every, hustling everybody. Everybody hustling everybody. So, so, so Coach B, mm-hmm. so you know the, the holidays are approaching. Mm-hmm. So a lot of food will be getting cooked. A lot of mm. food will be getting ate. Mm-hmm. What do you suggest we do as a precautionary measure to not fall into the holiday slump from, you know, a lot of people say they gain weight during the holidays and all these other things because they're eating so much and things of that nature. So what what do you suggest? How, how do we still keep ourselves intact during a time like this? Because for the next two months, it's going to be pretty much everybody just eating a bunch yeah, of food. It's fat boy season. For real. Right? Well, I will go scientific. Okay. We listen. Let's, 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 let's break it down. Ball up your fist. That's your stomach and your heart. Okay. Seriously. So your heart works overtime when you overeat. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if your heart works overtime when you're overeating, that's taxing your system. For digestion. Digestion is the hardest thing your body does. So if you are overeating, your body's working hard to digest that food. Your heart is working hard to digest the food. It's like the point of no return. Mm-hmm. You can return, 
but you've created so much damage in the process of overeating. Right. All right. So I will bring it back to the human approach. Get a little plate. Okay. And have that little plate several times if you want. How many times is several times? Okay. So several, maybe three to four. Okay. You know, because some people start at two eating almost like one of those like appetizer that, type yeah plate. like a tapas if you will <laughs> got you, know, you okay you know yeah that makes sense so but we, then you got people that's they just gonna keep making the trips you know it's like i might as well just get a big plate man. so that's what i'm about to say so the, the key is not getting a large plate okay yes is that what you say the that's key? the key not getting a large plate because i mean because from what you're saying you know you small meals several times as opposed to a big meal at one time yeah yeah so do you feel like there are instances because i mean obviously you don't you don't want to eat thanksgiving style every day right mm-hmm. but if you eat a balanced diet thanksgiving time you got everything that you know your mom your grandma your your aunt you know she didn't made the apple pie grandma didn't made yes. the, Sweet potato the pie. stuffing yes. you know your mom made the macaroni mm-hmm. and cheese you know, it's 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 hard not to it indulge in those situations, especially if you know, like, all right, tomorrow I'm gonna get back to it, and I'm gonna get back into the gym mm-hmm. and get right. You know, it's just the people that you know aren't gonna get back to it the next day that probably want to get the smaller plates. Exactly. You know, absolutely. But, so it depends on your discipline level, in other words. It does, and 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 your leading up to the holiday as well. Right. Right. Because it's like you, you got to practice for Thanksgiving. You, you have to. You have to. So 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 okay. With you being plant based for so many decades mm-hmm. at this point in time, <laughs> what what will what will a uh, a Thanksgiving meal look like around oh, wow. your way? Okay. Beyond turkey. No, actually. Um, this is a next level vegan we talking about, bro. We so, so, so we do we we do in, indulge in a novelty or two. I call those novelty vegan foods. Yeah, yeah. You know, we do that occasionally. Um, but I'm looking forward to the kale and the collards. Like I'm I'm mm. a, I'm a southern girl. I'm looking forward to the sweet potatoes. Right. I'm looking forward to the black eyed peas. How the collard season? Because from what I know about collard greens, they put you fat gotta, back. You in. gotta put some fat back in there. <laughs> you know, you got some people that to do the turkey. Some hog you know, Some people that you know, I don't want to do the turkey. I need the fat back in there because that's what's gonna give it that flavor. You know what I'm saying? Throw a little pepper sauce, throw a little vinegar on there. You know, bring mm-hmm. the spices out. So, how are you hooking up your collard greens as a vegan? Well, there is a vegetable broth that I use. Okay, and then there is like some lemon, a little sugar, a little apple cider vinegar. What, what kind of sugar are you using? Look at you. I mean, yeah, look at you. Listen, I mean, listen. He's been plotting on your recipes. Look at you. I mean, but see, right? this, but see, this is this, this the thing though. Uh, you, you may have we have some people out there that are probably wanting to transition mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. you know a mm-hmm. plant based lifestyle, but they just don't know what to do. That's true. Or what route to take? That's you know? true. And so, so things such as you know sugars, mm-hmm. that's that's real vital. It may seem like a minute thing or minute detail, but I feel like it's real vital in the grand scheme of things because, from what I understand, you're not supposed to use white sugar, correct? Correct. Correct. So it's like either either a turbinata or a raw cane. Mm, okay. Okay. Because see, here lies the the difference. People, we, I don't eat like that every single day. Okay. Right. So so I I will have a little sugar 
little lemon, mm-hmm. little ACV in there, little hot sauce in there, mm-hmm. you know, um, to give the greens that flavor, that pop. Because, you mean, who wants to eat boring greens and watery greens? Mm-hmm. You know, greens really don't have a flavor right. to them until you put it. So um, greens, black-eyed peas, maybe some green beans, potato salad. Mm. Yeah, yeah, all so the southern. It's not like, it's not you know, like you're gonna have the good stuff. Very good stuff. You're just gonna cut out a few other things that people like to indulge Absolutely. in. Absolutely. Like, I thought you would have had a Beyond Turkey, but you know maybe <laughs> that's not a thing that I would think it would be. You know, well, they see, got I've the never Beyond tasted burgers. turkey. See, you said what? I've never tasted turkey. Oh, so you didn't even know what a Beyond? Yeah, she, she, she. So you gotta understand, like. For her to be plant based, you know, for as long as she has, she was doing this way before these quote unquote. So it, that's that stuff is more so for the people that switched over. Right. It's it's, it's like it's it, that that's one of like the the, the tofurkeys and the beyond meats and all those things are honestly supposed to be things for when you first transition from being a, a what you would consider a meat eater to being a vegan mm. or whatnot. But it's not something you're supposed to remain on. But oh, that's what. See, but, I never but, knew that. but unfortunately, a lot of vegans get caught up into just eating that type of stuff. Well, mm. I will say this though. I will say this to your point. That's true. But I've realized in this plant-based world that there are like two or three vegans out there. Okay, there is the vegan that's vegan for the animals mm. and the carbon footprint. Okay, mm-hmm. then there's you know the ovo lacto pescatarian ish. Right. Right, person, right, 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 right. And then there are people like myself and you, yeah, who, you know, I mean, we may indulge, but it's not our everyday, right? Like I'm not, you know, there are people who eat chicken wings every day. No offense, that's your thing, right? Great, right. So the replacement for that would be what cauliflower, right? Cauliflower? I can't, that yeah, can't yeah, do I that. like the cauliflower, the cauliflower wings. wings. Yeah, yeah, that's good. See, right. I've had that. But, but because because but because you've tasted chicken wings and you've, mm-hmm. you you eat chicken wings yourself. So that wouldn't even really appeal to you. It would be just seasoned cauliflower for me. Because gotcha. she because she didn't grow up eating yeah, chicken, you know. See, that's what I'm saying. That's why I say her her knowledge of of this of this food and nutrition is next level because you're talking about an individual that can't even like she doesn't even know what it's like to have a burger. Like when she first told me that I was blown away Like she was like Yeah I don't know what it's like To have a burger So that feeling that people have As far as what they miss From not eating certain foods anymore I don't know what that feeling's like Because I've never had that before It's never been something I grew up with It never appealed to me And I just thought that I deemed that to be amazing Because I don't I don't That's like She's the first person I've ever met that's been on that type of level and that type of playing field You know what I'm saying And so that from, from, From her alone That I learned that You know it's levels to this veganism, man. It's levels to this this health and wellness. Oh. My bad. It's 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 uh it's it's levels to it. So at the end of the day, you know, uh, you got to use it as a tool. Like th- like I said, to be those 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 novelty foods are something that you transition from, but you don't stay on. Because because that could be just as bad for you as eating regular burgers. Like you know, you know too much of anything will hurt you. Yeah, you, you 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 get what I'm saying, and so I really learned that from her as far as the way that she thinks and the foods that she likes to eat and the things that like the fact that she really doesn't like you know fried cauliflower like that. I was like, I love fried cauliflower, but at the same time, I used to love chicken too. There you go. You and, see what I'm and, saying? And the first burger I ever had, burger, right? 
was made out of oatmeal and pecan. See, so that was mm. different for you, yeah. You know, like like the first burger I had. Right. I mean, my Sounds mother good. made it. The first meatloaf I had was made out of lentils. That's amazing. Mm. So, you know, for me, you know, having that that, that cognitive, you know, okay, That's so this dope. is, these are lentils, but here's it, lentils in a different way. This is, you know, pecans or mm-hmm. um, oatmeal, but in a different way. Right. Right? Because you want to have a variety of foods. Right. Right? Because you have chicken salad, chicken wings, chicken breasts. Mm-hmm. You know? So you have a variety of foods within one food group. That makes if you sense. Will. That makes sense. So we've been talking about, you know, when it comes to you training, we were talking about you training other people and how you can help them, mm-hmm. you know, and, and listening to them. Um, my question to you on your own personal workouts, mm-hmm. for one, how, how often do you work out? I've been clear to work out. I was in an accident. Oh, wow. This past summer. So, you know, that's real. Like when you can't really physically do what you were doing. Oh, my goodness. Stressful. I felt like I was. But my workout is a is is hit training. Gotcha. It's hit training. Um, I like hit training. Metabolism high, fast training. I like the aspect of um, high lows. I do that. Um, drills. I do that. It's just same same workout I put you through. You mm. know, same workout I put you, put you through. Do now as far as when you're working out, do you need music to enhance your workout or? You a solid per you are you a silent workout person or it depends. If I'm training legs, I need some You need some some motivation? I need some some trap music. Some trap music. I, I do. Tra- oh, yeah, I mean you are from you are from the A, so this, this makes sense. Which part of the bo- part of the body you targeting? Yeah. Wow. So trap is for the lower body. Yes. What you doing for the upper body? Um, a little bit of Stevie Wonder. Stevie, Stevie Wonder. Wonder. Yeah, Songs okay. in the Key of Life. Yeah, Stevie Wonder. I, I'm, I'm trying to figure the correlation with It's the, not. It's okay. Yeah, that's... I'm, it's not. I, <laughs> I'm going to go for trap just all the way around. You know, not. I need, I'm not going to say... I'm not going to say trap. I'm not into the trap real heavy. I, I do like your, you know, T.I., Gucci Man. Mm-hmm. You know, you got different artists, artists like that, like Young Dolph. Uh, R.I.P. the Young Dolph, um, but I'ma probably more so go for like the hardcore, like Fifty Cent. You know, a lot of people get on me about the Max B. Like I'm a big Max B fan. Mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. used to be with Dipset and Bird Gang with Jim Jones and them. But you know, Max B, uh, Styles P, uh, you know, some Locks. Let's see who else. Who who, who you got on your playlist? So man, for me, it it just varies from day to day. To be quite honest, like it just depends on how what I'm feeling like that day. Like for example, I, I'm the type of person if there's a song that's stuck in my head, I'll have that song on repeat all day. So you you may find mm. me listening to uh, uh was it Voyage to Atlantis Atlantis by by the Osley Brothers, and I may listen to that all day. So, so no matter what you're doing, yeah. no matter what. <laughs> so, yeah. it just so, flows into everything. Everything. So, that'll be a part of the workout. You know what I'm saying? I'm listening so to that from song. Your, in the shower, <laughs> Osley Brothers. You hit the gym, Osley Brothers. That is hilarious. Cruising through the streets, Osley Brothers. All you day. Link up, link up with your joint. Osley Brothers All day man Like I just mean, it's, it's just It just depends on the vibe Then you know The next day 
maybe Ghostface Killer all day, or you know, just a certain song, or maybe a certain album, or whatever the case may be. So it's kind of like it just varies with me, man, because I'm just I, I just love music so much, so I don't never find myself in a space where I need a certain workout music because I'm gonna get the workout in no matter what. You know what I'm saying? The music just kind of just helps with the process no matter it's just I, I think it just really depends on how i'm mentally feeling while i'm doing the workout as to what i'll listen to mm, if that mm-hmm. makes sense no you, it makes you, a whole you, lot you know of what sense. I'm saying? it does it does do, do, you, do you think that music plays a uh a large factor on our performance as far as working out i think music plays a role on your emotions mm. which can play a role on your performance got you i do i do I okay agree with that especially you know you throw on some 50 cent i think everybody can relate to that you could be super calm just chilling uh-huh. you know and you throw on that certain artist everybody got their artist for me like i said it's gonna be old 50 mm-hmm. you know old 50 the mixtape 50 yeah yeah you know, yeah it's gonna, it's gonna get kind of rugged it's gonna get violent <laughs> you know what i'm saying you're gonna want to smack somebody if they like if you was listening to 50 cent in your airpods when you was in go vegan that day and they didn't give you your food listen you you probably would have slapped somebody <laughs> Man. listen Man. But yeah, music it's it's huge. It, the impact on it is crazy, and you know, like we said, Young Dolph. That's somebody that a lot of people had in their playlist. You know, when it came to the being in the gym or staying motivated, you know, he had some inspirational music. But he had trap music. You know, and and it's a lot of things that come with being in the trap that you know I, I wouldn't wish. You know, death or anything on anybody. On, on nobody, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. I've definitely, you know, when I first heard about the the hundred shots and how he was really embracing the hundred shots, and you know, I, I seen a promo for one of his songs, or or maybe it was just for the album in general. You know, it was like I want to say like bullets being shot through the through the album or something. You know, because a hundred shots, they was just. You know, it was cool. Like, visually, it looked cool. It was stimulating. But it's like, man, like, this dude is embracing the fact that people shot at him and and was trying to kill him. And I get that, but it it just brought too much light to it. And I actually started to fear for his life. Like, I don't even know the man, but I started to fear for his Mm -hmm. life. When I started seeing that type of activity, it's just like, yo, like, you in the spotlight. Like, you are, you know, a, a big time you know everybody know who, who who young Dolph is you know so for him to say that and for for somebody on his level he's got jury and you know it draws a, a certain energy that when people hear you talking about 100 shots it's like you trying them like like oh he, this guy's acting like he can't get it yeah like i i i i deem like when you think about all the the, the rappers that we've lost you know, in regards to, to gun violence, man, the, the common factor that I see is pretty much speaking that life into manifestation. Mm. You, you mm. get what I'm saying? Like, if, if, if we go back, like, even if we go mm-hmm. back to and, and listen to the Biggie, the first album was Ready to Die. You're putting out there what the future holds for you. Life after death. Mm. Every, every Pac song, I see death around the corner. You know, this, that, and the third. You know, he always talked about his early demise. And it's like, you you speak those type of things into your life. And I think somebody sent me a link. Because, you know, I, I must admit, me personally, 
I wasn't into Young Dolph when he was out. Like I've heard his songs. You know, I'm familiar with the songs because they played them in the club and you know lounges wherever. So I, I I was familiar with it, but that was not he was he wasn't an artist that I would go listen to. But somebody sent me a, a link to one of his songs where he said he feels like he's Pac and Biggie or something to that effect. You know, and it's like a lot of people promote this lifestyle of you know death and the early demise, and it really ends up becoming a reality. And that, that and that's what I see happening happening all over again with you know with us using losing a young Dolph man like we 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 gotta stop putting that type of energy out there yo like we just have to we gotta stop doing it because all it's doing is a boomerang effect mm-hmm. it's a boomerang effect every single time man you know and I and I granted we know death is a part of the cycle of life I'm fully I'm we're fully aware of that you know what I mean but. At this point in time, man, we're not even living. To, we're not even living long enough to even turn old, man. So you think music insinuates a subculture of projected reality? Is that what absolutely, you're saying? absolutely, okay. absolutely? Okay. Like it's it's, it's it's but so long when you start saying certain it. things, you make that the reality of your existence. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And granted, I understand like you you're talking about individuals that have come from impoverished. Environments and realities and such Such as myself You know what I'm saying So I'm fully aware of, of what they're referring to But it's like When you start speaking that type of life upon yourself No matter how much how successful you become It always comes back to hunt you What you've put out there You've put that type of energy out there Of, of death and You know people trying to kill you And things of that nature That's normally what becomes the that that's become that was, that's what becomes the reality and so it's like I understand we want to tell our stories and we want to you know get our point across in regards to what we went through and how we became what we became but we just like we need to be a little bit more clever with it man let's put a little bit more effort into the pen when it comes to what we talk about because at the route we're going right now man like they they say it's dang they say it's more dangerous to be a rapper than anything else now that's crazy. So more dangerous than being a fireman or a cop, a police officer, wow. whatever. Like that's crazy. That's wild. That's wow. crazy. And so it's like, like it's like, yo, how do we stop the cycle, man? Like, how do we stop this this perpetuous cycle of us losing our, you know, our people at a young age due to like senseless violence for one? Yeah, it's definitely a cycle because, like you said, it starts with. Biggie and Pac. Yeah, you know, that's when I feel like music. Well, the West Coast, West East Coast, West Coast thing like that changed music. It, it got a lot more gangster, you know. But Pac and Biggie, they talked about yeah. losing their lives, right? You know, in the music, and a lot of people mm-hmm. idolize them. You know, like Young Dolph, he said he was Biggie and Pac, right? You know, and and now he's no longer with us you just know? like biggie and pop and then now mm-hmm. we're idolizing young dolph like you know how it is like now people are saying like young dolph was you know a, a legend and, and I'm, I'm not saying he's not a legend but i'm just saying like it's gonna pretty much influence some other kids that were into him you know like oh he's a legend like he rapped about what he rapped about. He ended up getting killed at a young age. His kids, his family no longer have him, but this guy's a legend, you know? So who who doesn't want to be a legend? I mean, but at the, a legend at what cost? Like you can't even, you can't even live the, you can't like, it's like you, you, you hear people saying they're living legends. Like 
you can't even enjoy the fruits of your labor in regards to what you worked hard for as far as, you know, the music that you put out because of your of, of early demise. You know what I'm saying? And not even only that, man, this this man left children behind now. Yes. So wow. do you think you can actually speak your demise into existence? I do. Mm. Yeah, I, I believe I, so. I, I believe that strongly. I mean, Pac is an uh, example I always go to. Like, every song, man, like, and I, I'm, I'm, I was a... As growing up, I was a major Tupac fan. Like I'm talking about, I had the Machiavelli CDs with all the Machiavelli CDs that came out afterwards, the bootlegs Machiavelli one through twenty. I had all them joints. Like which one was the one where he was like on the cross? He was like hanging on the cross. That's 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 the, that's the real Machiavelli. That's the that's the actual Machiavelli album that came out. But what I'm refer- referring to is the bootleg Machiavellis oh. that were coming out that had all these unreleased songs on them. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like the the cycle. You yeah. Because. I don't know. It's a lot of kids. They they listening to these guys, and you know they're just gonna end up doing the same thing. So it's like, how do we, how do we stop it? You know, because the the mainstream music, you know, is pretty much gonna be the trap music, and that's what they talk about. And see, but see, it's, it's like this is my opinion of it, though. Like I feel like even as as a, as a trap artist, there's a way that you could be clever with with what you're referring to and what you're talking about. Like there's there's this I I feel like at this point in time, man, we're we're being lazy in our approach. Ultimately, as a collective, and I, this is not singling nobody out. I'm just saying as a collective, if, if we're gonna refer to, to to trap music itself, because granted, yes, there's a lot of things that happen in the trap or whatever the case may be. But mm-hmm. it's like, are, are we are you are you gonna continue to put these projections out there that bring an early demise to those that are influenced by what you're talking about? Because that's all that ends up happening. Or are you just putting out how you feel, what you feel? Because because if, if music is universal, okay, it's universal language, language, lyrics, right. words, projected reality. It's it's it, it becomes synonymous with life, death. Right? right. So so when you think about what you're putting out there, mm-hmm. you don't think about that for the other person. You want your voice to be heard. Mm. So, so with that, what what do you suggest as far as like, I guess a different approach where you're not you're not self projecting an early demise for yourself. I think I think one thing because because a lot of people look at Fifty Cent like, how is this man still breathing? He's disrespected so many people, and you know he's talked all the gangster talk. But one thing I've heard about Fifty Cent is that. He will always have some hired police officers around him. I don't know if he still <laughs> does that, but when you say more clever, you know, you know, be more strategic. It's like if you're gonna be a gangster, you gotta have your whole posse like on deck at all times. Well, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, because you, uh, you know what comes with it. Yeah. yeah, Young Dolph. They said he was alone. He was just. In his neighborhood, you know, in Memphis, uh, getting some cookies. So, you know, I'm just like, for him to be by himself, somebody on his level, somebody that speaks about the things that he speaks about, you know, or at the least have on a vest. I don't, I, I haven't heard anything about him wearing a, a bulletproof vest. He, mm. he spoke about being bulletproof, but he never actually had a bulletproof vest. I think his, his vehicles may have been bulletproof, but, you know, you're not going to be in your vehicle all day. You so, got to step out. So, so this, this is my question then, as a, as a, as a rapper, 
are you supposed to just leave your hometown and not come back as far as that goes? Like, well, like, what's the what's what's the protocol? What should be the protocol and the precautionary measure when going back home when you've reached a certain level of success? But do you ever think you reached that level of success, though? Do you ever think that? You know because, what? That's a good because, question. Right. Because if you look at, let's just say, LeBron or whoever brings their homies with them. Mm hmm. They're your homies for a reason, right? I mean, you have history. You know, you have a camaraderie with your homie, your crew. Does that mean that you don't go back to your neighborhood? I mean, yeah. See, it's, I mean, that's just a valid question because it's a tri that's tricky. It's very tricky. That's tricky. Or do you put businesses in your neighborhood, or do you? What do you do? Because they say he was doing stuff like that. Absolutely, right, and right. That, that's another thing too. It's like it's one of those things where you know this is where you're from. And no matter the level of success, you're gonna always come back home. Like I remember, I never forget the, the Jay Z line when he was like, "They told me that I couldn't go back home." You know when I heard that? When I was back home. You you get what I'm saying? I feel like it's about the content though. Like a Jay Z, you know, he can be boastful in his music, but he's he's really just talking about his success. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it doesn't have a violent tone to it I don't think oh no 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 I, I won't say that in, in regards to that I'm just simply no, saying just, this, uh, as far as like going back home in general like yeah I feel like if you're gonna put out a certain content you know if you're gonna put out violent oh I see what content, you're yeah, I see what you mean then you have to be strategic about where you go right you know or when you do go to these well, places who you have with you so, that's, you know, yeah, yeah, if, yeah. If you're a LeBron James, your, your record is squeaky clean. You could go anywhere. You know, you, you you can set up shop, call mm -hmm. anywhere your home. They're gonna mm -hmm. receive you. But you know, if you're speaking about you know people potentially killing you, you know, and, and you know, you know, you I'm, got I'm sure, ops and all this yeah, other stuff. Yeah, yeah, they always talk about the ops and all that. Then in that case, and I feel like a lot of rappers do it. They they move to California. They they come up in the hood and. You know, speak about this and that. You know, but little do you know, they living in you know Hollywood, California, and some big mansion. But that ain't that's not even safe though. True, that's not even <laughs> safe though. Truth be told, like I've I'm, I, I've heard quite a few people getting robbed in these nice areas yeah. in California. So it's I don't know. You just got to be careful about what you just say. I don't think it matters where you go or who you have with you or whatever. It's just like you got to take accountability for that. Um, and, and it's not so much a selfish thing like, oh, if I speak this way, I'm going to get killed. It's like if you got kids and a family, you know, you got, you got a lot be, to lose. Yeah, you, you got, got so lose, much man. to lose. Yeah. It's like we can't be talking like that, you know, just because it sells music and, and because it, it sounds good to a beat. It's just like it's way deeper than that. We out here behind like we we, we started this whole game behind, you yeah. know, black people. And, yeah. and it's like we got to push forward we need everybody we could get we need all hands on deck you know we need to to have more progressive you know content being put out there no matter what it is music uh movies right. film you know what i'm saying but that's just my take on it we, we just nah, I, agree. I, I, agree. I, I totally agree because what what do you say to the person that has positive content what's my man named Co toby Oh yeah, yeah. So, see, he's one of the. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah, really he's dope. thinks about the things we talk about. Out, yeah. you know, and when you listen to him, you can actually understand. Him. He's dope. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's rich. Dope. He's rich. And but, are you a Toby or are you a Pac? Like what? And but but you're still black. See, that's the thing. It's like polar. The polarization it, of it, right. Yeah. So 
I really admire Toby because of what he puts out, Lecrae mm. because of what he puts out. Now, yeah. I really admire those people because you are not a part of a subculture. You're creating right. culture. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. You know? Even I throw Kanye out there, you know, people jump on him, but some of the the new content that he's been putting out, you know, his his new take on positive on, driven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's thought about the things that we're talking about. Like I need to set a better example, you know. So yeah, shout out to all the artists that's setting those good examples, and not to take anything away from Young Dolph, because Young Dolph he motivated a lot of people to get on their hustle, mm-hmm. get on their grind, you know. But the the other content the the talking about death and all that you know I, I just wish he could have presented himself in a different way because he seemed to be very uh in inspirational right you know mm-hmm. so it's just like man we need guys yeah, like that going too soon man yeah, like that, that's we what need i'm saying guys like that absolutely going too soon like we we like as a collective man like i just want us as a collective to let's try to build up more then tear down because I feel like we've, you know, it, there's a time and a place for everything, right? But after a while, from what I'm seeing, from the on, especially as far as like the radio is concerned, it seems to me what's being pushed down the youth's throats is the poison, the poison, the toxic. Mm. It's been it's there's, there's you know back in the days there was a balance. You had your gangster rap. You had your pro-black music. You had you had your different types of music, and they were all coexisting and coinciding together. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, all you hear is kill, 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 murder, murder, murder. Let's pop these pills. Let's drink this. Let's get high off of this. And I mean, and they're getting high off of everything now. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's, pra- it's like the the junkies are being praised now. At first, it was the it was the, the cast that was selling the stuff, selling the products. Now the junkies are the ones that are being praised. Now every song is, you know, that I'm off the I'm high off the pill. I don't, you know, I'm high off the drink or whatever the case may be. And it's just like you, they're praising being junkies. And it's like it's 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 like in a grand scheme, very self destructive, man. Because like you said, you got youth, you got people that are younger that are inspiring, looking up to you. And you're sitting here talking about self-destruction pretty much. Yeah, we need more tribes and De La Souls, you know, because that, that was Ooh. pretty much what their movement was about. Mm. You know, they they were like a, a super group. You know, I, I forget. It was a few other groups that were um, a part of the, the super group they had, which was pretty much based on um, putting out positive content. Right. You know, and uplifting content. You know, I, I attracted more to the, the Tribe Called Quest of course. vibe. I, I love De La Soul, but, you know, a Tribe Called Quest. Tribe was, was and shit, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, they had songs that were played on the radio. You know, they had very popular songs, you know, that people know and people sample to this day. You know, and, and not to say we don't have a J. Cole and Kendrick. Oh, yeah, we got mm-hmm. some dope artists mm-hmm, out. But mm-hmm. the, the, the pro- I think the problem is, though, like it's I don't feel like it's pushed. It, it, it's like okay, so we 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 know about these particular artists and, and, and so forth, right? But it's, it's it seems to me like the, the 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 I guess the negative seems to really just yeah, it's some it's some it's, it's some going it's some going on because as much as we need more artists like a J Cole and a Kendrick, 
they seem like they put out the least amount of music maybe not so much j cole j cole he just recently put out a project but kendrick we need more artists like kendrick but he puts out the least amount of music but not but not even just kendrick and j cole but like those type of artists in general Mm -hmm. you don't see those type of artists being pushed to the forefront like you see Artists that are promoting a lot yeah, of that's what I'm saying. What yeah. music do they even have? Like, we need more three stacks, we need you know, but we, they're not even that's what I'm saying. They're not, it's like those types of artists are not like, like when I, when I mean by artists, like artists that make that type of music as well are not being, I feel like, pushed to the forefront enough. Like, you can find a trap, you can find a trap artist every day. Uh, there's a new trap artist on the radio every day. You see what I'm saying? But is there a new progressive artist on the radio every day? So that begs the question, who's pushing? Who's behind the scenes? Because you have progressive artists, like you just said, every day that's coming out with Chance, you know? I mean, every day that's yeah. coming out. So who's pushing the agenda? The, those those those, those, those shadow hands, man. Those shadow hands that are yeah, making big those the, those that are monetizing off of our, you know, demise. That's that's what's happening. That's that's really what's happening at the end of the day. Like though, there, there's there's people that are monetizing off of our self destruction, off of our what you will say ill behaviors. Yeah. I, I definitely I definitely believe that that's the case, and it's like it seems like there's an agenda being pushed at an alarming rate. That are like, yo, let's cookie cut and manufacture as many of these type of artists as we can. Like, let's get like an assembly line per se, mm-hmm. an assembly line of these cookie cutter artists that's giving this self destructive type of behavior, influencing people with self destructive influences. Pretty much. Okay, I'm gonna I'm put this out here. Well, it's official. I just I'm thinking about it as we talking. This is the Unfocused Focus podcast. If there's any artists listening right now or watching, if you can put out some positive content, you know, Think I Don't Focus is a branding company. You know, we started off actually helping a lot of music artists. So if you're a young artist out there uh, looking for some fresh talent to put out some positive motivational uplifting content that's cool you got to be dope too you know you got to be dope yeah, too, can't, but like, don't, be, like, if, don't let it be you, nothing don't let it be nothing whack man like because it could be because stuff could be positive and whack too yeah yeah you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah if you got some positive content um as an artist you know that you believe in and and, and you can submit it so i could hear tastro could hear coach b could hear you know we want to check it out because I, I would personally support that type of movement we need to support those situations a lot more because that's pretty much what we just concluded that those artists aren't getting the type of support that they need right you know i i, I would say i support a kendrick but you know his budget is a lot different you know <laughs> he, but i can support a, you know i can support a young up-and-coming artist so you know young up-and-coming artists if you're listening or watching reach out to thank god i'm focused because we want to support you know we can support in so many different ways you know just just check out you know the website you see what's going on logos websites content videos photography you know everything you need to pretty much put yourself out there because we need to to, to light a, a a bright light on these type of artists and that's what we here for you know what i'm saying putting that that positive energy out there but um yeah once again r.i.p to young dolph 
we we need more strong black men like like him and you know we can't lose him we can't lose anymore we can't afford to lose anymore it's just like chess we out here playing chess and we losing all the powerful pieces you know we out here just looking like pawns you know what i'm saying but i ain't gonna talk the the whole music topic to death any mm -hmm. anything else y'all want to get off your chest you know before we get out of here because we actually right on the the hour mark we, this was a dope episode i'm i'm just i just want to say once again coach b i thank you and i'm honored that you decided to grace us with your presence I, like, I know i i know how hard like I mean, i'm not gonna say how hard it was i guess know how busy how people busy make, people make time for the things they want to make time yeah, how for busy, so. how busy you, you are you know what i'm saying you could have been anywhere else in the world but you are here with us right now That's and we dope. are we are honored and we are grateful for that i really well, appreciate, I appreciate you for the that. invitation this has been an experience that hopefully a good experience a very good experience i appreciate the invitation i really really do word, oh, she's word. a wealth of like coach b is a wealth of knowledge man like every time i have a conversation with her we like she's always teaching me something every time yeah, I, I converse with her stuff. yeah like every time i converse with her she teaches me something new and that's why you know i think it's dope to have people like that in your circle that you can learn from man people that can really enlighten and enhance you know your intellect in, in, on all capacities and levels and she's definitely done that for me and so I'm truly grateful for you to you know come and honor us with your Definitely. presence and just give us some a wealth of knowledge and just open our eyes to things that we were not aware of ourselves so we so, appreciate you so coach B with that being said um, we like to end the podcast on you know a positive note you know something uplifting that we can uh, put out there to the masses so you know nothing you ain't gotta go too deep you know just what's on your heart right now that you could put out to the people that that could help somebody that might be listening right now get yourself a team get yourself a team together everyone achieves more get yourself a team mm. together on a field, everyone achieves you have more. different positions for a reason it's a collective get yourself a team now that's deep and that's correct though because you cannot do it alone you could do more with a collective as you as opposed to an individual so get yourself a team you heard it coach b coach Tasha, b said it coach b said it <laughs> 1080g we here coach b how could they find you if they want to connect with you and get some more of this knowledge uh on ig at coach b said it coach b said it that's it no underscores or nope. apostrophe okay nope. coach b just, just said coach it b said it look her up and um yeah what can they find you if they want to get some personal training i am indicator and i will um i'll put that in the link i'll put the, i'll put the, i'll put the address okay she don't want to put that out there to everybody <laughs> coach, coach b is a, a amazing person we can't just have everybody just, just pulling up, up on it because like, when they see the episode they might pop up so you 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 did good you probably shouldn't put that information out there but yeah we're gonna end it off with get yourself a team because coach b said it 1080g tastro this is the unfocused and focused podcast and we out of here <laughs>